Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Lainey Silverman, Chief Creative Officer of the Design Boutique. Lainey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm delighted to have you on the show. We've known each other for years, and I think you do amazing work for your law firm clients. We were talking about SEO services the other day and uh, really dug into that. And you do SEO branding and website design. So we were talking about a prominent one and you thought that maybe they didn't do such good work. So what do you think about these high-end SEO and all other stuff companies that give attorneys really cheap websites and really cheap online leads maybe? I think we were just talking about this too. It's like, how do I know who to hire to help me with my online marketing, right? And a, and a law firm usually goes through a series of learning or stepping stones, right? Which is depending on the size, right? If they're small solo, I can figure it out. You know, I don't want to invest too much. Then, okay, my law firm's actually working. I'm getting in clients. Maybe I need to step up my game. And so then I hire a website firm and then the law firm gets larger, everything's going well, and maybe I need to hire an SEO firm to help qualify leads, build content and stuff like that. And so how does a, a law firm choose the right firm? And sometimes they have to choose the wrong one first before they get the right one. Yeah. So one of the firms and you attorney entrepreneurs that are listening, I'm not going to tip off any names, but their their name has the initials uh, F and L. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can figure out who we're talking about. So that's interesting because initially they're very cheap. But then their experience might your your experience with them might change over time. So, Lenny, what's your perspective on these large kinds of uh, SEO digital search firms? You know, the other day I used the statement that my company is kind of like In and Out Burger. You know, we focus on one good thing, and that's the search engine optimization. So when I hear of a digital marketing firm saying, yeah, we do Facebook ads, we do Google ads, we do SEO, we do websites, we do PR, we do LinkedIn ads. I think, okay, that's it's a lot of stuff without a specialty in one area. And so what I would be wary of listening to a digital marketer or a company that does all of this stuff because it's pretty much impossible to do it well, I think. So that's one thing that I would look out for is that these large firms say they do promise everything and deliver poorly on all of those things. And it's a, it's a crazy landscape out there now because you've got pay-per-click ads, you've got Google My Business stuff, yep. mm-hmm. you've got uh, local search ads, LSAs, you've got SEO uh, blogs, which is, I know, part of SEO, but then you have your website and your brand and it's it's dizzying. And I feel like attorneys get bombarded by this messaging constantly. And they just kind of, at some point, realize they need to do something different. And they just kind of latch on to the one that that talks to them the most recent. Because all of these companies talk a great game. Like they seem really knowledgeable. They seem really trustworthy. They all have you know great clients that they can hold up as examples. But when attorneys get into it with these firms, they oftentimes realize after six months or a year that they're just not getting the results that they expected. 
So what are some of the things that you've seen, some of the mistakes that you've seen attorneys make uh, when they're choosing one of these firms? I mean, I think it's interesting too. So SEO is still so new, right? It's still kind of mystical in a way. And so people are just buying it based on, okay, I know I'm supposed to do it, but my kid told me I'm supposed to buy it or the other law firm that does what I do bought it. So I need to stay competitive and they just pick somebody. And then the SEO team explains stuff in a way where you get intimidated and then you just shut off the call because you want to get through it. And so one of the key elements that we have is explaining the SEO so you understand it. So you can pay for it and know that you're getting the results. So I would say if you're in a meeting and the SEO person isn't is explaining it to you and it's going over your head, that's a, a sheer a good sign that they're not doing their job because you need to understand the results that you're getting. And so I think people are intimidated by these custom reports or this the algorithm, you know, just stay away. If you don't understand it, walk away and find someone that can explain it to you. When you're asked what SEO is, what do you typically say? So I, I say that search engine optimization is basically increasing traffic to your website. And the way that I like to do that or the way that my team does that is that we establish your brand and then we optimize your website where you answer questions for people. And that's basically what people are searching for in your field. So we work with a lot of divorce attorneys. You know, what are the most common questions when people call you on the phone and ask you a question that's got to be the same question over and over again? We put those on there. We really make the website a resource for people. So you can be pre-sold when they call you or that they're actually getting value from the site. So I think SEO in its simplistic form is creating value on a website, whether that's usability or user user um, interface design, content, asking questions, loading speed, that kind of stuff. That's really cool. What I love probably the best about that is what you didn't say. Uh, you didn't say SEO is putting you on the first page of Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. What What are your thoughts on that? That's a good question too, because that I should write a blog that says 10 things that SEO people say that make you run. And that's one of them. So I will not tell you that we will get you to the first page of Google, because even if we did get you to the first page of Google, the next minute or hour, you may be off of it because the algorithm's changing, because things are changing. And so that is like a trap when someone says that to you, we'll get you to the first page, you know, because what is it? First page for a second, for two days? That's not no bueno. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know where, where? What are they searching for, and where are they searching from, and who's doing this? Yeah, it's just it just makes no sense. Awesome that you don't position yourself that way. What are some of the metrics that you use, you know, with your clients to to show value and demonstrate success? Right. So that's a great question too, because one of the previous firms they say, um, "Oh, we have this customized reporting that we do." You know, we we look at your analytics and we change it and do all this. And, you know, it's, it's, it's great content or great metrics, but the fact of the matter is we are just leveraging your content. So we use looker studio or data studio, which is just an interface where we take your analytics, Google Analytics, and we just shove it into this program and uh, Google Dave looker studio. I think they just changed it and we can identify different things that are important to you. So how many people looked at your blog 
how many people filled out the contact form, how long were people on the website, you know, what pages did they like? And so we're not actually creating this. It's not new. We're just taking it and making it accessible so you can read it. I had a client say, oh yeah, this SEO firm made us look at our analytics. It's like a billion pieces of data. You cannot interpret that. We take it and we put it in a form where we establish goals and you can see what you want. So every law firm has a different goal that they like to look at and we can strategically create those for you. So anytime you can look at it and go, things are happening very easily. Easy. And I think one of the ways, you know, one of the things that you do that's that's different is that you simplify it. You know, so you attorney entrepreneurs that are listening, it's it's easier than ever to pump out data, to pump out tons of information and tons of statistics. And somehow people sometimes equate that with value. They're like, oh my right. God, the more stuff I can look at, the more things I can see about what my what my website's doing, you know, the more powerful it is and the better it is. Well, it's actually not true. Uh, the fewer things that you're able to look at that are meaningful, that give you actionable insights into what you need to do differently, what you need to start doing, what you need to stop doing, or what you just need to continue doing because it's working. The smallest amount of data, the easiest it is to explain that data, the easier it is to understand, that's what is real, what is really powerful because it's actionable. Yeah. So we do uh, quarterly content strategy meetings where we plan out all the content for our clients in-house. We go over the keywords with them. We go over semantic keywords and we use what that the programs tell us to put in there for keywords. But we also ask the lawyers, what are some of their branded key terms that they like? So Google likes personalized content. It likes personalized user experience. And so we take care of all of that in-house. So I know other SEO agencies either just do the content outlines or they just do the strategy. We take care of everything for our clients from the development to the outlines, to the strategy, to all of that. And I think that's a big bonus because lawyers are very busy. They don't know how to do SEO. So I get floored when I hear, oh yeah, they made us look up our analytics or they made us write the content or they made us post it. It's like, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, so when I talk to my clients, sometimes they get a little... Uh, miffed is probably the wrong word. This concerned, I guess, is the right word. Concerned yeah. when you know another marketing a marketing agency of non-attorneys is now writing a blog post that represents a law firm. How do you deal with that? That is probably one of our number one questions. How can you guys write lawyer content? You're not lawyers. Well, I'm not going to let you guys write our stuff. And so, here's the thing about that: it's not lawyer content. It's not written. Mostly it's not written for lawyers. It's marketing content. So your clients, let's say your family law firm, you want to get a divorce. You're writing in searching for key terms. You're not using like lawyer specific language, legal language. And so what we do is we create a keyword content outline that has a lot of the keyword research or keyword search terms in the outline. And then our writer writes it based on data. That's what I love about SEO. It's all based on data and research. And so it's not a lawyer written brief. It's marketing copy. And that's how we can take care of it. So one of our top law firms that we work with now, we have the head partner uh, write letters that we post on the website as well. But then we also write content to drive specific traffic to the website to bring people in. So it's very different types of uh, content. 
I heard someone the other day say, and this is the other thing I hear all the time, which is hilarious. I think I'd love to know what you think. This lawyer said to me, you know what? I don't want anybody to contact me off my website. I only want warm leads because what I do is very personal. And I don't want anybody that doesn't know me to contact me off my website. What do you think about that, LA? Well, they clearly don't want to grow. <laughs> you know, I mean, I and I have talked to attorneys who don't have, they don't even have websites, you know, and they and they they're pretty happy with the amount of clients that they get, but they're not growth oriented. And so that's what mm-hmm. I was saying. They don't don't want they're happy with things as as it is, and that's fantastic. Really, really happy about that. But how is that not affecting their pipeline, right? So marketing always needs to be done to keep the pipeline full. So, well, yeah. So most lawyers get referrals from other attorneys. And if they're a solo or a really small firm, they don't actually need that many leads to keep them busy. And it may be that just through networking in their bar association, mm. talking to other attorneys, maybe they have a couple of established big clients and 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 they've been doing it for you know 20 30 years so that pipeline just kind of continues and that's fine for them because they don't want it to change mm-hmm. the only thing that's constant is change but okay <laughs> well so when those referral sources dry up or something happens like you know another pandemic where we can't interact face to face and people start to rely more on their website as a lead generation tool even you know, even those kinds of of law firms, they will be uh, pretty desperate, but probably not until they start seeing a hit to their business. Well, and I I think that brings up to like the different ages of partners in the law firm, right? Older people in the law firm like to do the networking in person, and some of the younger partners like to just not meet people, do everything online as well, making appointments, connecting with people. So different types of people like different interactions as well. That's true, and I think most. Most people will say, you know, regardless of the kinds of interactions you have, whether it's on Zoom or whether it's in person or whether you're scheduling a meeting manually, God forbid, exchanging times or whether you're using a, an automated calendar service, uh, it still comes down to, for the most part, relationships. And especially a lot of the attorneys that want to do sophisticated work, there has to be a level of trust there. And uh, the big firms have the trust because they have the name and they have the reputation, but a lot of people that listen to this podcast are the owners of small firms, and the way to establish that trust is to build that relationship. And that's that requires, whether you're doing it in person or whether you're doing it virtually, it requires getting out there and meeting people. Yeah. And I would say that not having a website shows your personality. Having a templated website without value on it shows a certain type of person as well, right? I mean, the absence of marketing talks about the law firm too, right? Basically holds up a sign saying, I don't really need any business and I don't really want any more clients. And I'm just kind of good with things as they are. I think probably lack of a website is better than a website with wrong information. Right. Because then it then it shows, okay, maybe this attorney doesn't, or this law firm, you know, maybe they don't do great work because their website's not accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say go go make sure that you update the crap out of LinkedIn, right? And have that have a lot of your value on it too. But my question to a lot of lawyers sometimes is why are you not doing marketing? Are you not having a website because you don't think you need it or you're just too exhausted to put the effort into it? Or you're you're frightened that it's gonna bring you down. Like, what's the real reason why you wouldn't want to create visibility, right? Is it laziness? As long as you're just truthful about it, instead of just saying, you know, websites don't work, 
I think there's some value to that, the truthfulness yeah. around it. I think most of the people listening probably understand the value of the website and they've got yeah. one. So yeah, that's good. that's good. One of the things that I struggled with with SEO for many years, and uh, which some attorney entrepreneurs that are listening may still kind of be thinking about, is how long do you have to wait before you get results? And what kinds of results should you expect? I mean, the obvious one for me when I first started my coaching practice was, Hey, you know, if I don't get leads, this this thing has no value. And as I've learned, that's not exactly correct. So I would love to get your perspective on that. Yeah. So one of the things I always say is that you don't want to sign up for SEO if you need clients right now. If you're like, I don't, for lack of a better term, broke or freaking out about your pipeline or your you know budget's really small, this is not the thing to do, the SEO because it is a long-term play. Search engine optimization is an ongoing thing that's typically never done because there's always things that are value, current events, things like that, that can be put onto the website. So, and I would say, to be technical about this, we're not bringing in leads either. We're bringing in traffic. It's your job to convert it to a lead and then convert it to a sale because we can drive as much traffic as possible to you. But if you're not converting or your backend system sucks because you're not following up, then that's that can be a problem as well. And so that's the other thing I try to be really gentle about is saying leads, right? Because another SEO company could drive traffic for puppies on your website. Like the keyword puppies could be great. And they put that on there and they're driving all, oh God, they've got all these people coming to my site, but none of them are, are qualified. So we try to drive qualified traffic to your website and then you have to close it. So the, it's a long-term play for sure. And if you do ads, you're paying to be competitive. You have to pay, I don't know, a thousand to $5,000 a month. But as soon as you turn that off, you're out of luck. So the SEO is going to last over time to drive people to your website. And a lot of our law firms, they do the networking, but then one of our law firms in Alameda said, I got our biggest client from the internet. And then that's that pop. So expecting that unexpected pop from the online stuff every month, they get that client. Oh, we wouldn't have gotten that. That pays for all of our work. So yeah, if you're in a hurry, SEO is not it. But if you're going to be around for a while, you, you got to do this work because you got to get your name out there organized. You got to have it your address correct on your Google business profile, all of that stuff. I like to say the work that we're doing is organizing your online presence. You know, that's a simplified version of it. There's another aspect of this, too, that I wanted to bring up with you since you know we're chatting about this. OK, <laughs> uh, a, a lot of times people think that. You have, you know, because we have all these analytics, we can kind of take a rifle shot on content uh, and really come up with content that is going to drive a ton of traffic. Again, to your point, Lanny, these are people who are, you know, they're either don't have much money or they're looking at or, or they're desperate. In any case, they're looking at SEO maybe as a short term thing. And they think, well, you know all about my business. You're SEO experts. Surely with all, you know, your first three blog posts, these things are going to take off and go viral and drive a ton of traffic. So there's that approach, which I'll say is the analytical approach. And then there's a quantity approach, which is basically says that, look, if we put out content that's reasonable and we just put out enough of it, we can't predict which one's going to hit and which one isn't. But if we put out enough of it over time, you're going to get some pieces that are really going to pop. What's your perspective on those two approaches? Yeah, it's 
it's the the consistency of the content over time that Google looks for, right? So we can say, hey, Google, index the website, look at our new stuff, but it sends out its bots or spiders or whatever it's called, and it it scans your website to see how the user experiences, you know, are you a place where you're answering questions? And so you can't just spray and pray, right? And just put in random pieces of content and then just do it all at once. It's, it's like going to the gym, you know? Just because you join the gym doesn't mean you're going to be in shape. You got to go visit the gym a couple times a week or a month or whatever to get in shape. And that's how SEO is. And, it, you know, it's not for everyone because it's not a quick fix and people hate that, right? That's why I said, if you need business right now, this isn't the work to do. But if you're going to be in business for a while and you want to get, you know, those pops, this is the work to do. Did I answer that question? You sure did. Yeah. Thanks, Lanny. And what are some of the things you're excited about with the Design Boutique? Oh, goodness gracious. Well, you know, there's a lot of things happening uh, right now with the internet and just optimization. And we're always learning to serve our clients better. And so I'm just excited about the team that we have. We've got really great clients that are just so happy. What I was saying before we started to record was that I love to get clients that have worked with big kind of SEO firms that weren't being serviced, that were paying double the amount they were paying us bring them over and have them say, oh my gosh, I didn't know it could be this good. I didn't know it could be this easy. You know, I love working with you guys. Your team is so nice. And so I just love educating people on what's happening in in SEO and creating visibility for people and law firms with their websites, just with all the new knowledge that we're getting. And it just feels good to save people from being ripped off. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And if uh, if people want to reach out and connect with you, Lanny, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, you'd be surprised how difficult it is to spell boutique. Sometimes it's it's hard <laughs> for people. But if people want to reach out and I'd love to do a no-cost discovery um, session with them where we can tell you about your website, that'd be great. Um, so you can go to the designboutique.com and I'll spell it T-H-E-D-E-S-I-G-N-B-O-U. T-I-Q-U-E.com and you can go to the contact page and send me a request. Awesome, Lainey. Really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you for uh, sharing all these insights with regards to SEO and congrats on the growth of the Design Boutique. It's going really well. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed myself. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.